Well, as we heard in the children's moment, we heard about Jesus Christ being king. And so today in church calendar stuff, today is actually Christ the King Sunday. So today's passage is going to be coming from the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 46. So I invite you to stand as you're able in body and spirit as we hear the gospel message. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. And then the king will say to those at his right, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And then was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, you do just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he will say to those at his left hand, You are accursed. Depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. And then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And those will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. You know, um, I've had a wonderful opportunity by working with the church and being part of the church to serve folks who have been in great need. Um, There's been a lot of blessings that I've received from helping others. And I remember a time when I was working with our youth group here at the church where we went on a mission trip. And it was an urban mission trip to Atlanta, Georgia. And a big part of that urban mission was helping the homeless there and really getting to know those who are considered homeless. And so I always share this story on Christ the King Sunday because I think it's important for us to understand the homeless situation in our cities and our communities, but also just to give um, respect to the individuals that I also got the opportunity to know and serve and love. There was a uh, gateway rescue mission in Atlanta that we partnered with, the youth and I. And so we went on a spring break to the rescue center. And part of our time there is that we actually got to go in and really work with what they called their clients. And these were individuals who were attempting to better their lives and to improve their situation to where they were not homeless. And so there was an education center there where they could go and take classes and learn computer work and other skills that can help them get a job. There were counselors there that would help them through whatever issues that they needed to, to sort through. And there was a lot of things 
that these homeless individuals have gone through in their life that have uh, made them in that situation they were in, uh, put them in that situation of homelessness. But there was also opportunities for you just to sit down and just to visit with them and provide a quality human interaction. And so some of the things you got to do is literally you can get there and they have like a crafts area where some people would enjoy coloring and making objects and things and our youth would go and sit down with them and talk to them while they do that. There was an area where you can um, clean their nails and, and clean their hands and it provides them that, that human connection, that human element of touch, but while you're having the opportunity to talk. And there was one individual that I got to sit down with and get to know really well that was about my age at the time, which was early 30s, and I got to know him real well and I found out that he was a war, war veteran. He had served in Afghanistan. And through his experiences in Afghanistan and the trauma that he went through, he got PTSD, as many of our veterans do. And that impacted him. It, it prevented him from holding a quality job. It prevented for him from providing for his family. He had a wife and kids. And so he knew no other way but just to go to the streets and become addicted to substances. And at that point, it became an endless cycle for them. And I got to know him, and he was, you wouldn't think of homeless people having a, uh, a typical start in life with a family and wife and kids. You think they're just uh, loners, but they're not. They all have their own story. They're human. They have families. They have loved ones, but yet they find themselves on the streets for whatever reason it is. And in that opportunity of serving them, though, you get to have that human element. And all of our youth got to know people through the Gateway Rescue Center there and got to know their stories and get, got to see the human side of things. And as the director told us, he said, you know, people, a lot of folks don't just say, you know, I'm going to be homeless. It's a series of life events that hit them. And a lot of times they do whatever they know what to do to get by. And sometimes they become addicted to substances because it numbs the pain. And it just keeps and repeats and repeats. And they need people to go over there and help them sometimes break that cycle. But there is a lot of opportunity even in our own backyard to help those in need. There's a lot of need for homeless folks in the Jackson area. Even in Madison County, there are families who don't have a home and they're living in hotels right now. Or they're on the streets and a lot of times in our daily lives, <clears throat> on the roads that we drive to our jobs and to our homes and to our churches, we don't even look around and we don't even notice sometimes those that are in need. Because we're so focused on whatever we're doing, we're so focused on our life that we overlook those in need. You know, there's been some sometimes when you're driving in Jackson and you're pulling off the interstate and there they are, people needing food, needing help. And there's been times where I've had nothing to give them. And there's been times where, yes, I'm, I've been busy and I don't even acknowledge them sometimes. I'll keep turning on through that intersection. But I think this passage here, though, calls us to, um, to pause. This passage here really comes to, I think, a lot of us straight in our faces of what Jesus is trying to get us to do. What he is trying to get us to see. And so when we, when we pause and we see this, it... Sometimes it's alarming, right? Because here in this passage, we see that it says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels are with Him, and He'll sit at a throne. He is King. He is King. We know this, but the world that doesn't know this will then see this, that He is King. 
And then he'll separate everybody, the sheep and the goats. And he'll tell one group, hey, you know, when you went on that mission trip and you served in the city, you saw me there. Or hey, when you're driving down the road and you paused and you treated the homeless person like a a human being, you saw me there. You know, when you're going about your daily lives and when you stopped thinking about yourself and you paused for a minute and you saw the need around you, you saw me there. That is what he's trying to get us to see, is that there is great need out there for the world. As we call ourselves Christians, you know, we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We represent him in this world. Just like ambassadors from our country, when they go overseas, they represent our country. And a lot of times, American ambassadors are welcomed and seen as a sign of hope and protection and something good. So as an ambassador of Christ, how does the world see you? You are part of this global community of believers. And our king is telling us, hey, guess what? Pay attention. Pay attention around you. There is need. There are human beings that have had a series of bad events in their lives that they did not deserve, but yet they're in need. And guess what? As my ambassador, go to them. See them. Be with them. Help them. When they're sick, help them. When they're homeless, help them. When they're in prison, go see them. They are people just like you. And what God tells us, and we know this, and this is what we have to show the world, that God loves his creation. There is nothing that anybody can't do to make God stop loving them. God loves you, and he also loves those in prison. He loves those who are sick. He loves those who are homeless. His love is for everyone, and we are to share and show that love. But then there's a group, too, and this is the part that kind of makes you pause. There is a time for where you will be judged, and as I will, and we all will be judged. And there will be moments where Jesus, Christ the King, says, Look, you missed me there. I was standing there on the street, and you didn't stop. I was in the hospital sick, and you didn't come pay me a visit. I was there in prison, and you ignored me. And when that happens, I think that's a wake-up call for a lot of us. I like that we look at Christ the King Sunday right before we start Advent. Advent, for the church world and for the liturgical geeks out there, it's the start of a new Christian year. This is the last day of the current year, okay, of the Christian calendar that we observe. It's kind of like our 4th of July, because it's where we get to proclaim that Christ is King. He is ruler of all. He defeats death. He is love, and we proclaim and live that. So this is kind of like our celebratory day where we acknowledge that. But I like that we do this before we start Advent, as we prepare ourselves to receive the gift of the Christ child at Christmas. Because you know what it does? It pushes back against the society in which we live. It pushes back against our current culture. We are in the culture of me, me, me. This is the culture where we provide shopping lists for Christmas presents because I need gifts. I want this. I want that. I need this. I want to go buy that. I want to have this nice meal. It's me, 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 me. 
But I like that we do Christ the King because you know what Jesus says? He says, you know, but wait a minute. It's not all about you. It's about them. It's about my creation. And so what we can do during this Advent season and what I challenge us to do, I know don't feel guilty about what we do for Christmas, but Christmas, what we do with all the shopping and the commercialism, is, is an American thing. It's not a church thing. The church thing is to focus on Jesus Christ and what that gift means for us and for the world. But then what do we do with it? What do we do with that gift? That gift of the Christ child, that, that path to salvation, that the gift of being made whole again with our creator, which we broke in the garden. What do we do with that? Jesus tells us. It's a simple message, but yet we find it so hard to live out. But he calls us to take that gift, allows us to get rid of our shame and doubt and whatever we, we say about ourselves and to go out as his ambassadors into the world and to see the sick to go to the prisons, to help those in need. And so what we do at our church as we go into Advent, as you just heard from um, Jessica Sinners from the Methodist Children's Home, our church goes out and provides gifts for the families, okay, which gifts are important for little kids because it's the magical time of the year. I get it. But also I'm also saying this. It's not about the gifts, though. When we do the birthday gift for Christ, it's not about the material things that we provide, but it's the connection and relationship to those that we serve that say, you know what? We know you exist. This church knows you are human and you're worthy of love and you're worthy of experiencing things that our kids get to experience. And so with the Methodist Children's Home, those kids that are in foster care, those kids who have been trafficked and abused, they know that there's a church out there that says, we know your struggle. We love you. We want you to enjoy this season of life because you've had a rough road. We take families from Madcap here in Canton. There's a family who doesn't even have a home and living in hotel rooms. And that has multiple children in one room. And what that says, it says, yes, we're going to provide your kids gifts, but guess what? We know your struggle. We know you're struggling. We love you. We are here for you. We know you're human. Trinity Hispanic Missions and the families there, Angel Tree Kids, the kids whose parents are in jail, we provide gifts so that way they feel the experience of Christmas that our kids get to have. So in our church, as we begin Advent, we do this birthday gift for Christ mission Yes, we provide gifts, but it's all about the connections and the relationships and seeing those that Christ sees and calls us to see as we proclaim him as king and Lord of all. And so I, I, I know that we all have our busy calendars. I know that we all have things to do in this season. I mean, my, my list starting now until December 26 is full of stuff to do. And I know yours is too. But may we remember that Christ is king. He defeated death. He fixed our broken world. And he did it because he loves us. And so may we as his ambassadors, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, acknowledge that, but also live that out as well. So find times in your schedule from the Christmas parties and the shopping experiences and all the church activities. 
find time to pause and look around and maybe step outside of your comfort zone and see somebody that the world neglects. As Christ's ambassador, love them. Because it's so easy to get caught up in everything that we have to do. And that makes, that makes the devil very happy. Because the busier we are, the less we look around. It was the moments in scripture when you, when you read about Moses in the, in the wilderness. You know, he was sitting there and saw a bush on fire. We all know that story. But he was still enough to notice something about that burning bush. He was still enough to see that the bush wasn't being consumed by the fire. That God was calling him to do something. And he saw God in that. And so it is amazing what we can notice and what we've been overlooking when we're still. And it's a little uneasy to be still. I don't know, I've got this problem where if I'm at home and I've got all my checklist stuff done and I'm sitting on the couch, it feels weird to be sitting down and doing nothing. I get a little angsty and I'm like, I need to go do something. But that's just how our culture's made us. It's made us busy. It's made us so busy that we overlook what God is calling us to see. And so what I would like for us to do is at some point today, take that moment and pause. And think about what God is showing you that you're missing. Where are the sick? Where are those that are in prison? Where are those in need? And go be with them. Go serve them. Get to know them. Just like when I went to that Gateway Rescue Mission and I met a guy in his early 30s like me, I got to know his story. And I'll never forget it. And I pray about him constantly and I hope that he's better. But understand that there are others out there too. Don't get so focused just on me or so focused on what we're doing in just this church. I think we are extremely blessed to be where we are. And none of us asked to be born where we were. We were placed here. For a purpose, for a reason that God knows. And so may we seek him and live out that purpose. May we use the gifts that he's given us and share his love and grace this Advent season. Because when you do that, you show the world that Christ is king. So may we go out and live that boldly. And that is my prayer for us as a church. And as for each and every one of you individually and myself is that we see those in need that God has around us and may we be his ambassadors and show his love and grace to this broken world. Let us pray.